Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mimi V Podcast. We're in the studio today in, a, in the sunny LA district. <laughs> I don't even know how to call it. Hollywood. Holly, we are in Hollywood. It's obviously my first time in California. Um, I'm here with Miss Caitlin Chase. Thank you so much for coming on the yeah, show. Thank you for having me. I absolutely love chatting with you. Like We have already connected so yeah. much since you've gotten here, and I'm just so excited for this episode. Guys, Caitlin is a lifestyle blogger and the founder of Caviar and Cashmere Skincare. Yeah. I'm so excited to try the skincare. Thank you so much again for of bringing course. me all that. I can't stuff. wait to hear your feedback. I know. It's amazing. So I think, you know, in today's episode, we can just talk about, you know, being a digital entrepreneur as yeah. a whole, you know, like you've done so much with your brand and you're kind of an OG blogger. When did you even start your blog? I started it in 2011. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's been a while. I've been, I've been doing it for nine years now. Yeah. What inspired you to start the blog when it wasn't really a thing to be a blogger? My background was in editorial, so I was writing at different magazines, and although they were great publications and I was writing about some things that I loved, I was getting handed a lot of assignments that I weren't, I wasn't particularly passionate about the topic per se, yeah. so I wanted a platform and an outlet to be able to speak about the things that I love freely, yeah. and uh, that's where I, I started the blog, and of course, when I first began and I started pe- or started telling people what I was doing, they didn't even really understand. Um, what a blog was, if I was going to monetize it. They just didn't really uh, get the concept yet. But I truly like felt really, really passionate about it, and I thought it could go somewhere. And so I just stuck with it. That's and, amazing. Um, actually, I didn't know how to build websites at the time. So I enlisted a friend that I grew up with, and he was building websites. And I asked him if he could do me a favor and just help me um, get the blog up and going. And so he was building it, and then he just kind of went MIA on me. And so like a lot of web developers do. Did you pay him already? No, he was doing this as a favor. So like I could I could only follow up so much. Yeah. But I kept on saying, Justin, Justin, like, you know, where's it going? I want to get this up in the air. I have all this content that I want to post. And um, he said, I'm working on this project. And I just I don't think that I have time to allocate. You're going to have to finish it up for yourself. So um, I then taught myself how to code and I finished the website, got it pushed live. The project that he was working on ended up being Tinder. (gasps) No way. Yeah, he was yeah. developing that app. He was developing Tinder. So I was like, ah, that's What okay. a great story. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully he got some equity in that. I know. He was the founder. Oh, he was the founder. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it was his idea. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is so brilliant. Well, cool story at least. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad at him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> so cool. And you know what? That just shows your pure entrepreneurial spirit just being like all right you know no obstacles I'm going to do this myself and code it um I did something similar when I first started my used to be blog it's not a blog anymore but um you know I I was so young and you know I was 18 years old and I didn't have any money and my parents weren't gonna you know they were like you got to do it yourself girl so 
I had like YouTube, um, how to do coding on WordPress on half the page and the other half the page was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. Back in the day, we didn't have, um, the resources that people have Mm. now and the Squarespace and the user-friendly website building. So you really had to do it from scratch. Yeah. Especially because I'm a bit of a perfectionist as we spoke about, and I wanted a customized site and I want it to look like my own and more like, um, an online magazine rather than like a live journal. Yeah, absolutely. um, it took a, a bit of persistence and learning, but I got the website done. It's amazing. And look where to. it's, you know, evolved into yeah. nine years later. I'm, I'm glad that I stuck with it. Yeah. So what what has been the trick to your success with the blog? Because obviously it's your biggest channel you mentioned, yeah. huh? And, you know, especially nowadays, like a lot of people have been going just to Instagram after having a blog and your blog is still consistently your strongest platform. Like, what do you blame on that success? Is it consistency, good content, a mix of both or... I think it's a mix of both and the fact that I've stayed really authentic and true to what I love and I haven't uh, sold out and, you know, promoted products or things or places that I don't truly believe in. Uh, I always say that even when I'm sent a product, I like to test it out for at least a month before agreeing to do a partnership or to write about it because I'm not going to promote anything that I can't stand behind. Mm -hmm. And um, I've really kept it in the niche. So I always wanted to be in the luxury lifestyle space. So I think having a niche that you're speaking about is is a good recipe to keep people coming back because they know what to expect. And uh, you have a really targeted audience. What would you say to someone now that doesn't have a blog, doesn't have a, you know, uh, you know, an Instagram they're they're using for work that wants to get into the social media space? Like, do you have any tips for people in, you know, today's age, not 10 years ago when it was a bit easier, I guess, because, you know, it wasn't as saturated. Like, do you think the market's saturated now? And what would you say to, to a newcomer? I do think the market is saturated, but what isn't yeah. nowadays? Yeah. And I think that people come to me all the time and ask for tips and I just say you got to be authentic you got to be yourself don't try to be someone that you're not because people can read through it and uh you know I think getting really kind of granular in your content and sticking with a theme or um just knowing knowing who you are and what you're good at and sticking with that Mm -hmm. instead of trying to go wide and appeal to everyone because everyone's not going to like you. Everyone's not going to resonate with your content. So if you can get a loyal following of people that truly like what you like, then I think that's a good. So how do you, how do you deal with like, do you get hate comments ever? Like, how do you deal with that? Because obviously a lot of people are rude online and listen, girl, I've experienced (laughs) it so much too. How do you deal with it? Honestly, I've I've gotten really lucky. Um, I haven't had a lot of hate. Now, Knock watch, on watch. People are going to come and see this. Like, <laughs> but I've gotten, you know, things here and there, and I have a zero tolerance policy. You're blocked. Yeah, block. I don't. I do not respond. Um, it's funny though, because I get, I get very territorial and protective over my friends and my family and the people around me that I love. So if I see someone posting hate comments on their page, I will go off on them. But for me, I'm just like, I delete it, I block it and I move on with my day. It's the best thing to do. Just block. I've tried to respond before and it just doesn't work out. No, it's... It's giving them attention. Yeah, it's a zero-sum game. So I think that the best thing that you can do is ignore it and move on. 
All right, let's talk about like your friends and family when you first started blogging. Yeah. And back in the day, you know, I know when I first started, everyone in my family was like, hey, Mimi, like, get a real job, you know? Yeah. How, how did you, what was the reaction um, your parents had, your family had, your friends had, and how did you react to that? Luckily, everyone was quite supportive of it. My Both of my parents are, are entrepreneurs, and I grew up with the mindset that I would have my own business one day and kind of uh, pave my own path, per se. So both my parents were extremely supportive of it, and they still today – I call my dad my publicist. Like, he cannot go anywhere without telling someone about my skincare line or my yeah. blog, and he's really proud, and so is my mom. So from my family's perspective, I – did the right thing and I followed what I was passionate about and and for the most part my friends too and of course um you grow and evolve and in your 20s you have friends that you've had for many years and uh, they might not be supportive or have the same interests as you and you just you know fade away up with them fade away and uh the people that truly believe in what you're doing and vice versa stick around and they're supportive and I'm all about girls supporting girls and um if you're not supportive then you're out yeah zero tolerance there too i just i don't have time for it Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely it's one of those things you know in the podcast we talk about personal development a lot and how your network is basically who you are right you're an average of the five people that you surround yourself with most and it's the biggest thing ever and you know even yesterday i was interviewing all these top businessmen that are like multi multi multi-millionaires and the consistent thing that all of them said was the number one thing to change your life change your surroundings change who you hang around yeah and it's the biggest thing your network is your net worth That's oh what I yeah say. i say that too yeah it's so true so you know if someone listening right now is in a friend circle that they don't necessarily feel empowered by yeah. what kind of advice would you give to them because it's tough to just like drop everyone and go and like although that's kind of what i did when i went through all this growth myself a few years ago like it's hard for a lot of people because I moved away when I did that and it was easy for me to kind of say goodbye to my old friends and start a new life in London but like what would you say to someone that you know doesn't know what to do and feels a bit stuck in that department I think communication is key in any relationship and I would first try to speak with the person or persons that um, you're taking up issue with and see if maybe they're unaware of the way that they make you feel. And um, that would be the first step. And then if they don't change and they still make you feel like crap, then you walk away and you tell them, like, I'm respectfully taking a break or I'm respectfully um, breaking up with you as a friend because <laughs> I am you know, want to surround myself with good energy and mm-hmm. – um, Look, like, I think at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. And holding on to people that are holding you back is not going to do any good for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about LA a little bit. Like, you've been living here your entire life, right? What's it like for people that don't live here? And what's your favorite and least favorite thing about it? I love LA because, well, A, my family's here. So I don't think... I don't know if I would necessarily be so drawn to live here if my family was not Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. I'm very close to them. But I like LA as a city because you have so much like at your fingertips and you're in close proximity to the mountains, the snow, the beach, the desert. Mm -hmm. Um, This weekend, I'm going to Palm Springs to the desert. The following weekend, I'm going to the snow. It's like you you just have everything at your, your fingertips. Do you think in this industry, LA is the place to be? Let's talk about Valentine's Day real quick. If you're scrambling about for a last minute gift for your boyfriend, 
then you're in the right place because Hawthorne is sponsoring today's episode. And Hawthorne, you guys, is a personal care company for men that is tailored and it is such an amazing gift idea for your man. You basically go on their website, you take a quiz and it personalizes body wash, cologne, shampoo, conditioner, and all that personal care stuff in your bathroom for you, for your men, for your man, men or men. If you have more than one man, then good for you. But (laughs) anyway, getting back to the point. So Hawthorne is the perfect Valentine's Day gift because it is so thoughtful and just really like personalized. You know what I mean? Like men don't want roses and heart shaped candies for Valentine's Day. They want something that they can actually, you know, use every single day. And Hawthorne's epic because it smells amazing and that's kind of a benefit for both you and your partner. (laughs) Hawthorne is so easy as well. You literally go on their website, like I said, do a quiz and personalize it to your man. And, you know, gifting for Valentine's Day is always something a little bit difficult. I don't know about you, for me, it's always been a struggle in the past. So I'm really, really happy to be partnering up with Hawthorne because I think it's going to help so many of you ladies when you are trying to decide on a last minute gift. Um, It was really fun actually taking the quiz on their website because some of the questions were just so interesting um, to think of. Like I was putting myself in Ben's shoes. So I was like, oh, like, do you are you more of like a night out guy or stay at home and chill and watch Netflix? And I'm like answering all the questions like who I want him to be. I'm like, he's a stay at home guy. He's not going out and partying with girls. <laughs> not that he actually does that, but anyway. So yeah, I'm super pumped about getting Ben this gift and giving it to him for his Valentine's Day present. He got some musky smells. I, I It tells you after you do the quiz, it tells you what smells um, you get. So he got like this sexy musky smell and I'm excited to smell it on him. Um, you know, it's, it's really gonna be funny seeing his reaction because he really just uses whatever is in the bathroom and it'll be nice to get him a little personalized gift set. So how it works, you have to take a quick two minute quiz like I mentioned and Hawthorne tells you exactly what colognes, what shampoos and everything that are best for your significant other, one for work and one for play. So they give you options. It is totally risk-free because there's free shipping and free returns. So if you wanna check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co, that is Hawthorne with an E, and use my promo code Mimi to get 10% off of your first purchase, then go right ahead. That is Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. And use my code Mimi to get 10% off of your purchase. Hawthorne.co. All right, now back to today's episode. Do you think in this industry, LA is the place to be? Um, Look, like with with the how far digital has come you could maybe be anywhere yeah. nowadays and and be successful but there's definitely perks to being in the city and uh being surrounded by people that understand the creative aspect of the business um there's so many opportunities to meet great people that are doing the same thing as you and mm-hmm. be inspired by them and network um but of course it comes with its cons as mm-hmm. well. People can be maybe a little shallow, vapid, mm-hmm. um, out for themselves, but you, you learn to read those people mm-hmm. and you cut them out. So yeah. like any friendships, um, you just kind of keep the, the ones close that really matter and that are quality people and you forget about the rest. I feel the same. I feel like if I ever moved here or when I do move here one day, maybe yeah. 
I mean, I have to find like a really solid group of friends because I've already noticed being here a week. It's like, hey, you know, you're at the coffee shop and the person's like, oh, what do you do? What's your Instagram? And I'm like, I'm just getting a coffee. Like how you're just thinking of how you can, you know, use me, like just see my Instagram. You know, it's kind of like a bit gross. Yeah, I think that uh, it's quality over quantity here. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you're so blessed if you have five close friends yeah. that you can truly depend on and that are supportive of you. Yeah. And all the rest, look, like I'm not about burning bridges and I like to have good relationships with people. So I will say hi and be cordial with people, but not necessarily make an effort to keep them in my life um, because I'm, I'm a big reader of energy and I don't want to be zapped of that energy if someone has negative vibes. And um, yeah, I would rather have five close friends than 25 acquaintances. 100%. So let's talk about business. You are like Mm -hmm. such an entrepreneur. You have your own skincare line and we were talking about it before we were recording, but you have three incredible products. Let's talk about how you decided to launch a skincare line, um, how you formulated it with that dermatologist, like what what steps did you have to take and any like unforeseen challenges that you kind of faced on the the way? We would need days. Oh my God, really? Challenges. Yeah. But I, I've always loved skincare and beauty. I have a 99 and a half year old grandmother that <gasps> swears by skincare. She oh looks God. 70 years Shut old. Up. And I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot from my mom, who also was beautiful. And uh, so I kind of grew up uh, around beauty and skincare. And um, being a blogger, I was always constantly sent bunch of products from different skincare and beauty brands. And I was seeing this this trend of 20, 30 step routines being marketed to people. And I would get a box delivered of products and I would open it up and I would get like a pit in my stomach of anxiety. I'm like, how do I know what to use, when to use it, why I'm using it? And if I was feeling that way, basically in the industry, I couldn't imagine what just, you know, a normal girl would think when opening up 20 different products. So I started thinking about it and speaking to my friends and everyone resoundingly felt the same way. They just said, it's so complicated now. It's really confusing. We just want simple, straightforward skincare. And so I started talking to my dermatologist who's based in Beverly Hills about the concept. And she said, yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it's really difficult to find a streamlined routine and um, a streamlined brand that only has a few core products that do it all. So we started talking and started formulating. And as soon as I got the idea, I just jumped on it. And I said, I need to formulate products that are multitasking and multi-correctional that you can use day and night. And it's simple, one, two, three, and that's all you need. And for all skin types as well. So how long from idea to launch? How long did that take? It was about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So relatively speaking, pretty pretty quick process. A lot of iterations of the products. Um, I did all of the branding myself, all of the, de- the design, the, the product um, packaging. I did everything myself and even down to building the website. Wow. And um, I was just like on a roll. I, it's I, I had this idea in my head and I just wanted to – I gunned it and mm-hmm. just went for it. And uh, – Thankfully, cut to a year and a half later, like all good. We're in retailers. We, we have a great e-com site and people are really taking to the product. So I'm just thankful that it's working and people mm-hmm. are seeing results. Yeah. Do you have, do you employ anybody? Do you have any people that work for you full-time, part-time? Uh, no. Are you serious? You do this all yourself? 
Essentially, yes. I do have help, but I don't have anyone that's like on the payroll. Oh my God. That's amazing. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I still have the blog, which is full-time as well. How often do you post on the blog? Nowadays, it's maybe once a week, yeah. two times a week if I'm lucky. How do you get creative with new content? Because you've been doing it for so long. There's, I just find inspiration everywhere. Yeah. Um, do you have like a, your memos on your phone full of ideas? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, well, I have a notepad. I'm yeah. kind of old school like I love that. that. I've got a notepad beside my bed. I wake up in the middle of the night and think about, oh my gosh, I've just met that person. It'd be a great person to interview for the blog. Um, I like to get a lot of experts on there and uh, do Q&As about specific topics mm. that I like. I just did... Um, there's a nail salon that's very close by to where I live and I've been going for so many years and I just thought about the other day I'm getting my nails done I'm like there's so many things that you just kind of go and um you don't ask questions when so when I'm getting a manicure and pedicure I'm like what's the difference between pushing back a cuticle and cutting it yeah you know, there's just like normal things that I think everyone would be curious about to learn, but doesn't necessarily stop to ask the question. So I asked the owner of the nail salon, I said, do you want to do a Q and a with me? And it's, it's perf the post is performing so well. Amazing. Um, people just want to know about, you know, everyday lifestyle things. Yeah. So how do you do the interviews? Do you just like record it on your phone and then write it out after? Uh, sometimes if I can get a sit down with them, I will, or I'll just send them the questions via email and they have, you know, the time to answer at their leisure. Um, but I love getting kind of industry experts to, to ask questions. I've always been a curious person. Mm -hmm. I was that kid. Why is the sky blue? Mm -hmm. What do waves do? Yeah. So, um, I just ask a million questions. That's amazing. So what's next? What's like your big goal for your skincare line, for your blog, for what you're doing? Uh, I, ideally the vision is to grow the brand into a full lifestyle brand, um, instead of going deeper into skincare skews because the whole ethos of the brand is to be simple mm -hmm. and to have less products, I would probably end up going wider into different categories instead. So the sky's the limit with lifestyle, color cosmetics, um, bath and body, clothing. Uh, we were talking about everyone loves the caps that I designed, mm -hmm. which is just something that I give away, but maybe design clothing. Mm -hmm. um, the sky's the limit, which is very cool and exciting. Amazing. So what would you say to an aspiring entrepreneur that wants to come out with their own products and, you know, just doesn't know where to start? Research. Yeah. First and foremost, research. Know your shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You can say fuck. Um, you can say <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, research. Um, talk to people that are in it. Get a mentor. Um, and just have have a strong conviction of what you're doing. And if you're passionate about it and you wake up excited, then it should flow. And, of course, resilience. Because mm -hmm. there's going to be really crappy days that you're going to want to give up. And, um if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. What motivates you? Like, do you have any daily routines that you swear by because they keep you focused and motivated, or are you just naturally this way? I think I was born entrepreneurial and mm -hmm. had that drive, but as I've gotten older, I've I've played around with routines and different things that have worked and not worked, and I have a morning routine that I do. Tell me about it. It's pretty pretty like army regimented. Oh, I need to hear every detail. Get specific. No alarm. I usually wake up. I don't have blackout curtains. I just uh -huh. have like linen 
uh, curtains that I wake up usually around when the sun rises. Um, I do not check my phone. I don't sleep with my phone in the room. I don't look at it an hour before bed. It's charging in the kitchen or the bathroom. And um, I wake up and I meditate for 10 minutes. And then I do hot water with lemon, a cold shower. I feed and I walk my dog for a good 15 to 20 minutes. Um, And then I can start my day. But that's about an hour worth of me time that I have every single morning. Don't check your phone till after you walk the dog? No. Amazing. No. Brilliant. Mm-mm. If it's an emergency, you can knock on my door. Like, yeah. I I really, truly believe that starting your day, the first thing with that light in your eye and all the notification, it's just going to spike your dopamine. It's just not going to start your day off correctly. Yeah. yeah. You're reactive if you do that. And I honestly, yes, I own my own business, but I'm not a freaking brain surgeon. I'm not no. saving lives. It can wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, what do you do this every morning or do you notice that when you don't do it, it really affects you? Yeah. I mean, look, no one's perfect. Yeah. I'm not doing it 365 days out mm-hmm. of the year. And but the days that I do not do it, I can tell. Yeah. I'm off. I'm off kilter. I'm not in the greatest mood. Um, you can just you can tell that something is off and it's because I just started my day in a, a stressed way or the energy was off. I know. I totally agree with you. It's the biggest thing. Yeah. What do you do to meditate? Do you have an app or you just do it with no noise, no music? Uh sometimes I'm now I'm gonna get a TM coach because I'm really into transcendental. Mm. So I would like to begin doing that, but until I implement that, I, I just um have a mantra and I do Love that. No noise, five to 10 minutes. Um, sometimes if I'm feeling a little anxious or jittery, I'll do a guided meditation. But it really, really helps. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Really, really long time. That's amazing. Yeah. When did you start the meditation thing? When I was a child. No way. Yeah. Your parents taught you? Yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Yoga and meditation. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Imagine if everybody I learned like, this at a young age. We would have, I swear, we would have so much less violence and we'd have a different world and, yeah the world would be different um they're implementing yoga into schools now which oh i think gosh. is amazing yeah um no i mean i was a pretty zen kid wow that's amazing yeah. oh my gosh so every every day you do it i try yeah yeah, yeah. i try it's uh i travel a lot mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be hard to stick with that routine but i do my best and um in the back of my head i just know that if i don't do it, something's going to be off. Yeah, absolutely. It's just so crazy how the first hour of your day can just dictate how the rest of the day goes. Yeah. Yeah. We think we're in, we're in such control as human beings. You know, it's like, oh, it's fine. I'll check my phone. I'll be fine later. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're just subconsciously not in that state anymore. No. Think about before people had cell phones. They must have been a, a little bit more zen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, depression and anxiety and all these. Spiked. Yeah. yeah. Spiked with technology. I can tell just, you know, after even having an hour on um, in the morning without the phone, as soon as I pick it up, I just feel like my mm-hmm. body just gets tense, even if it's a good notification. It's just, it shifts your energy. It takes you to a place that you're not present. And um, it numbs you out. It does. That's it what does. I think it does. Because like your brain, imagine like you even just scrolling and looking at a phone for yeah. 10 minutes, it like literally makes me feel like my brain is fried yeah and it stupefies me like yeah. 
um, social media, for example, mm-hmm. it's a necessary evil of the industry that I'm in. If I was not doing what I do, I would, I would be one of those people off the grid. No, no social media. I don't person really, I don't post that much personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I like want to keep something sacred mm-hmm. and, um, I, I don't know. I just, the world that we live in right now is so great, but it also can be kind of crappy as well. Yeah. It can be lonely, even though we're all so connected as much as we ever have been. It can be really lonely. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that I try to implement uh, every single day is having uh, a good like phone conversation with someone that's close to me. Um, Just when I'm just texting or emailing people, I just feel so... um, Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really alone. um, Especially running my own business and I'm not in an office interacting with people day to day. So that can be really isolating at times. So mm-hmm. just picking up the phone and having a nice like heart to heart with someone, it means a lot and it mm-hmm. changes kind of the course of my day as well. I 100% can relate to that. It's yeah. so true. Okay, so what other like self-care type happy tips do you have to kind of change around your day? Obviously, you do your morning routine. Yeah. Lemon water, meditation, no phone chill with your dog, bring him on a walk, bring her or him on a walk yeah. and, uh, you know, talk to a friend or a family member and have a nice quality conversation. But are there any other things that you fall back onto if you're not feeling amazing mentally or physically? I think it's really important for everyone to have and know their happy place, like somewhere that they can go that's just theirs, that they know immediately puts them in a better mood. For my, for me, it's the beach. Mm. I don't care how busy of a day I have. If I am like down in the dumps and I need my mood to change, I will drive to Malibu where I grew up. I have a spot on a certain beach that I go to and it will change everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that is like a park bench in a specific park or a hike that you can go on just Mm. something that's kind of going to remove you from what you're mired in that's bringing you down to kind of lift you out of that Mm -hmm. and it look it's not convenient like do Mm -hmm. i want to go drive 45 minutes on a busy day to the beach but sometimes you got to do it and just prioritize yourself yeah 100 percent. for me i think it's like cooking or reading yeah just like a therapeutic activity yeah, cooking is really cathartic. Yeah, or like grocery shopping. <laughs> I don't know why, but like for some reason, grocery shopping like really calms me down. Some people love grocery shopping. I love it. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't <laughs> love it. I love cooking. We were talking about my obsession with Erewhon yes, earlier. Yeah, I've been in LA for a week. I've been to Erewhon about like eight times i think in the past three days i discovered it three days in and it's just like an absolute an absolutely amazing place i'm freaking obsessed what's your favorite thing there well i've tried okay i've had like the three different kelp noodles okay have the pad thai one the alfredo one and the pesto one pad thai <gasps> the pad thai one i think so and the alfredo one though too yeah. And it's just like insane. It's like, um, you know, all the sushi wraps, but like with quinoa, with cauliflower rice and like no, you know, it's just so freaking good. Um, But yeah, that's definitely, I don't know why I'm just obsessed with it. I keep telling Ben, my wife, and I'm like, we need to go to Erewhon. He's like, there's so many restaurants we need to try. I'm like, Erewhon will bankrupt you. It already has. (laughs) (laughs) You can buy the $16 asparagus water. Oh my God. It's wild. They have asparagus water? Yeah. It's like literally like a stem of asparagus that they sell. And I think it's $16. Oh my god! Wait, that probably doesn't even taste good though. No, I had. I haven't tried it. Oh my god, it's so good though. Like I had, um, 
I had a smoothie there today and it was really yummy. Also those Hue Kitchen chocolates that I made yes, you try earlier. Yeah, those, those are, are good. so good. Anyway, love it. So <laughs> we went over your morning routine. We went over entrepreneurial tips. We chatted about so much, you know, social media, technology stuff. I have one more question for you because I feel like you just know this industry so well. Yeah. And I'm so curious what you think. Where do you see this all going? Where do you see social media going? Where do you see this industry going? Where do you see being an influencer going? It's hard to tell. Uh, I think already Instagram is changing so much. And when people come to me and and ask where I think it's going or, you know, they want to start and they're interested in and in getting into the space, I say, you got to own your content. Don't rely on being an Instagram influencer, whatever the next social media craze is going to be. Don't rely on that. Don't put all your eggs in one basket because when you're posting on those platforms they own the content you do not so if you have a blog or um, you have another platform that you solely own i think that's the, the most important thing that you can do yeah 100 percent. do you think it's just going to get more and more saturated and there's going to be more and more competition or do you think it's going to chill out a bit no i think everyone's going to i forgot what the number is but the ad spend for influencer marketing in 2020 is insane yeah i mean it's gone up maybe 30%, 40%. So I don't think it's going anywhere. Uh, It's definitely shifting. It's becoming more saturated. I do think there's a place for everyone. Mm -hmm. But again, it kind of goes back to authenticity. And Mm -hmm. I think the people will stand out that are just being themselves and um, putting out content that's quality and authentic and um, meaningful. Mm. And doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, I feel like you actually have a true passion for this and for sharing and for exploring and meeting people and writing and all that stuff. But I also think a lot of people nowadays, they just want to get followers and being an influencer for their ego. And that's not sustainable either. No, you gotta, you gotta wake up and be passionate about what you're doing. And, um, just it has to feel organic and be organic look i started the blog i didn't monetize it for a while and i was just doing it because i loved doing it Mm -hmm. and um if people are waking up and deciding that they want to get into this industry for the money they're doing it for the wrong reasons for sure probably going to burn out really quickly absolutely that's actually with this podcast too you know a year and three months or something i've been doing it and i didn't really start monetizing it till you know a few months ago yeah yeah um and I think that's how you stand out is if you you start something with passion yeah. and um, then people will kind of buy into that later on. It may take some time, but if you just give up because you're not making money, then you're, you were in it for the wrong reason from yeah. the start. Absolutely. All right, Caitlin Chase. It was so nice having you on and meeting you. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. So where can everyone find you if they're listening to this or watching this on YouTube? Give us the deets. So my personal Instagram is just my name, Caitlin Chase. And then the blog is caviarandcashmere.com. And the skincare is shopcaviarandcashmere.com. And then that Instagram is caviar and cashmere it's a lot of c's going on i love it good to remember you know it's easy to remember thank you so much and guys go check out her stuff go check out her skincare i'm gonna try the skincare i'll post about it on my instagram stories yes i definitely will yeah i'd like to hear the feedback if my skin looks as good as yours then i think (laughs) we're gonna be fine (laughs) thank you thank you yay such a good episode. Nice, nice. What a setup. I feel like we're in a different world with these headphones I on. I know. I'm like, we're in Mars. <laughs> I love it. It's different.